Knights to the offensive zone to Donov. Between the legs, pass, White Cloud scores! Two goals for White Cloud! Because one hour isn't enough, we welcome you back for hour number two of the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show. Works to the middle, he shoots, he scores! What a move from Nicois! Three to one, Golden Knights! From the Finley Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas Studios and live at LBSportsNetwork.com with your hosts, Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. Well, it's a Monday. The VGK Insider Show continues. So one more game before the All-Star break. It uh, comes up tomorrow night. T-Mobile Arena, the Fortress. It will be jam-packed uh, before the All-Star festivities descend on the uh, the great strip of uh, Las Vegas. Buffalo Sabres in town tomorrow. Everybody had that circle on the calendar. We've gone over it a couple of times. Jack Eichel uh, is with the Vegas Golden Knights, and it's Peyton Krebs with the Buffalo Sabres, along with Alex Tuck. And to talk more about that, we'll bring in the uh, Buffalo Sabres angle with it. It's their uh, intermission, a pregame host, uh, Brian Duff, uh, over on MSG. Duffer, uh, we go back a long way. You're actually in Las Vegas for this game tomorrow I night? I am. Yeah, this doesn't happen often. They let me out, and uh, I've managed to pass whatever testing is required in today's world, and I am happy to be back in Vegas. It is always uh, a great time. I only wish that I was staying through the entirety of the week to capture, you know, all the festivities for All-Star Week. But it, it looks like the uh, the Strip is already set up pretty well for that. So what, what are you doing? If, if you normally, like, I never travel, and I watch you, you hardly ever travel. So what are you doing here? <laughs> Well, we're lucky. We every I've been I've been with the Sabres for over ten years now, and one of the great things that we've done over the years is really recognize the displaced Buffalonians, the Sabres fans that live everywhere across the country. And we do these things called road crew parties, and they're like a tour stop, if you will. And we set up shop in cities where. And most cities have lots and lots and lots of, uh, you know, Sabre fans, Western New Yorkers. And we, we just set up shop at a local bar or, or, you know, usually a place like that and sell tickets to raise money for the Sabres Foundation. And it's just a, a gathering of Western New Yorkers, alumni with a lot of hockey talk and a ton of prizes and trivia and drinks and food and stuff. It's honestly, it's, it's been, it's, it's so great to be able to be doing this again because we haven't done it since I want to say probably two weeks before COVID kicked in in March of 2020, we were here. So this will be our third oh, time doing one at third time doing one in Vegas. And uh, we're really excited to be back doing them. When you said you hadn't done one in two weeks, I'm like, well, that's not that bad, but like two years. Two years sorry. Yeah. 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 So, <laughs> two years. Oh, you, yeah. So it's in a couple of weeks, it'll be two you guys are going to be polluted tonight. It's going to be nasty. <laughs> now we say, well, I try to save that for the audience, you know, um, <laughs> but uh, it, 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 it makes them remember me better. So uh, Vegas is, is so funny because very few people are actually, when you take in the whole population, very few people are actually from here. Everybody else is right. from, from everywhere else. So uh, you couldn't, you couldn't, we couldn't do that because nobody ever leaves Vegas. Why would you uh, leave Vegas? But you guys roll in here. Uh, this has been a big game circle on the calendar. A lot of people were talking about Jack and whether or not he could recover from the ADR surgery and uh, actually play against the, the Buffalo Sabres. He was still out there in the baby blue today, so very doubtful that, that he's going to be out there. But Peyton Krebs and Alex Tuck uh, will be on the ice. And I don't know how many of the 
Welcome back. Return videos, uh, acknowledgements they're going to do tomorrow night because uh, Colin Miller and uh, then you have uh, Cody Eakin. Like there's there's so many guys. Uh, Malcolm, if he, if he could play, uh, would be would be part of that. But uh, give me an idea on. We'll start with with Tuck and and what that uh, transition has been like for for our good friend. He's been as I'm assuming as you would expect. Amazing. He obviously has really just personified his roots which are just outside of western new york in syracuse and i'm not sure if any player certainly not in my tenure with the team but um there obviously haven't been over the course of time a ton of players come from that area and then play for the quote-unquote hometown team and i think alex has taken that excitement and quite frankly responsibility to play for his hometown team um, very seriously and therefore had created a presence off the ice while recovering from shoulder surgery long before he ever made his Sabres debut. And all he's done since he's donned the jersey for the first time is produced at a point-of-game clip, which I believe at last check it fluctuates by the game numbers played. But, you know, basically one of the top three or four most prolific players to, you know, through their first 10, 11, 12 games as a member of the Sabres acquired by a trade. So it's, it's, it's really gone as, as perfectly as one could hope. It, it was, I'm still, Darren, shocked that we're sitting here talking about hockey and not talking about Jack Eichel being part of the Sabres. Like with everything the franchise went through, and, you know, then to get them ultimately, and then all the years of trying to work their way up and to have the marriage kind of end the way it did, um, it's still hard to believe that Jack's not with the Sabres. But if you were going to make a deal, and these deals aren't easy, the early returns suggest that at the very least, Kevin Adams acquired two very good hockey players and very good human beings which, you know, he's trying to basically just retool with, as he says, people that want to be a part of the Sabres. And I know that can sound super cliche, but, you know, if Tuck is going to be the example for all others to follow, he is the perfect one right now. Did you know he was as fast as he is? I have had an odd fascination with the Golden Knights since their arrival into the NHL. Um, maybe I'm loyal to their broadcast. Um, Thank you. Thank you. I, you know, I, (laughs) I do, I do know a lot of Alex and, and yet it's funny that because I think as productive as he's been already, I don't think he's found his top anywhere close to his top gear yet. So that's the beauty of it. I mean, he is fit in perfectly. He delivers. And yet, I mean, Darren, there's nobody in all due respect, there's nobody in the lineup right now. Like every night we are, we are seeing 10, 11, 12, 13 players missing unavailable due to COVID slash injuries. And I mean, this road trip has just been another example of that. We don't know who's going to be in the lineup tomorrow because we went to air the other night with Rasmus Dahlin still awaiting test results and then getting dressed while warm up was going on. And one guy who was in COVID protocol from the game before 
was hoping to join Darlene and Olofsson in the lineup, but he couldn't make it because his travel plans didn't work out. So, like, it's it's been an absolute nightmare from that standpoint. So, and even even Tuck, you know, like, <laughs> Tuck came in, and then he was out due to COVID. So we had this revolving door where none of the kind of, if you will, future pieces were all in the lineup at the same time. And I don't, I, I don't think we've still hit that mark yet. It's, well, a, it's a revolving door. Brian Duff's with us. He's the uh, pre- and uh, intermission host of the uh, Sabres broadcast on television. Does an amazing job uh, working with uh, Marty Biron. It's uh, it's one of the best uh, intermission uh, regional sports uh, channels uh, and broadcasts uh, that you can check out if you get the NHL package. So we're talking about Alex Tuck, uh, also Peyton Krebs. But before we get to Krebs, uh, is it true like there's 30 players on this road trip? I, I watched a bit of practice today. Uh, they were over at City National Arena, and I was getting uh, a couple of bits and pieces. Because of COVID, there's, there's all kinds of different players on this road trip yeah well so i'm not traveling with the team mm-hmm. so it's hard for me to uh assess just how many guys are here um i did you know we did learn that a, a, a large group had been called up from rochester once the amherst finished from the ahl and the amherst had finished their friday saturday back to back um so i'll be curious to to see just how many guys they are carrying um Obviously, as you have painted the picture, I mean, it's play Tuesday and then shut it down for a little while for all-star break. So uh, this is the opportunity to make sure that you have enough bodies around. And, yeah, it's like just going through the the quick list. I mean, the Sabres had two goalies come back to start this road trip who hadn't played in months, and we weren't sure whether they truly could play. But Craig Anderson did. Yeah. And performed really well. And then Tokarski did and performed pretty well. But, I mean, you've still got Ukopekalukin and Malcolm Subban injured. You've got Miller and Kajula and Hinestroza and Quinn and Butcher and Gergensen and maybe Middlestad and Thompson now all injured. And then you had, you know, guys on the COVID list. So, um, yeah, I would think 30 sounds like a fair number. <laughs> yeah, the, the morning skate tomorrow at T-Mobile Arena for the Sabres could look like a public skate. <laughs> really with, with With, like, 35 people out there and, and coaches and, and different things. Uh, Brian Duff's you know, with us. I, I, going into All-Star break, maybe they've got their spouses here waiting oh, for yeah. them too. So you may as well go out and hold, go hand-to-hand and crank up the 80s music. Uh, Peyton, I love that idea. And then, then you got to have the flood in the middle of the public skate, which I've never understood. <laughs> I've And I I'm, talked about I'm it again the other day. All around. No, I don't understand why they have a, a flood right in the middle of public skate, but maybe it is for the hot chocolate. Create, create some uh, some jam at the uh, at the concession stand. Uh, Peyton Krebs right. didn't join the Sabers immediately after the trade, but he's up with them now. Uh, the the early reports. Really, I mean, I, I I I'm lucky to you know try to cram in a lot of time watching the AHL team in Rochester. So I had a really good view of Peyton working his way through. Um, you know, just assimilating with the organization and learning very quickly that he's a pass first guy and not a shooter. And then when he was put into some situations like overtime, you know, he, he was able to to break through with Rochester and, and be a huge difference maker from a goal scoring standpoint. And then it was a little bit of a challenge, like it had been here in Vegas in the limited time that he played as far as getting that first NHL goal. But his, I, I really, I, I love his maturity. I love, I, I really kind of just love his story. You know, I mean, he's not this huge uh, physical presence, but I, I think we all appreciate the guys that can do it through a skill set and through um, 
you know, the intelligent plays within the game. But even, I will say this, long before it was ever close to being finalized, I remember watching a game of Vegas uh, in the preseason this year and was simply blown away. And you've heard this phrase a million times with Krebs, is that the motor just goes yeah. and goes and goes and goes. And I know it was preseason, but I'm like, this is so impressive to watch. And it hasn't been like that every game, obviously, but he's been pretty darn consistent. And I think once he broke through with his two-goal game against Philadelphia, including one dynamic goal on a breakaway, um, you know, you're, you're you, you, we've been treated to enough of a tease here uh, to know the real talent that lies within Peyton Krebs. And again, it's, it's, it's that hurry up and wait now where we just want to see the rest of the group together so he can actually, you know, be surrounded by pieces that he's, he's going to presumably be with for the next half dozen years. So really, we had a long, we did, Marty and I did a long podcast with him um, while he was down in Rochester, just super refreshing. You know, there's no, I don't know. There's just nothing. He doesn't shy away from anything. He's very confident in, in, in who he is. And, I think that's impressive. Anytime you're talking about it from a late teen, you know, 20, 21 year old kid. There's no cliches there. None. When he talks, it's None. just effusive. It's so funny. It's so funny. Like it, there was one part I remember we were talking to him about, uh, you know, just how he'd kind of settled in and rocks and he's with, uh, I think it's girlfriend or fiance. And, uh, you know, they're living wherever they're living. And he talked about, you know, I'm going out for drinks. And then he realized like, yeah. real quick, like oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. And you know, but it's just, there was really no backpedaling. Like he kind of said it. And then I'm like, dude, you're from Canada. I get it. Like, <laughs> yeah, you know, the old uh, 19 instead of 21. Well, and, 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 and he was in Manitoba. So it was 18. It, I was, yeah. You know, I was going to say 18 because I lived that experience when I went to college in Alberta and I didn't know whether that was a, a prairie thing or whether like was it Saskatchewan 18 as well. Uh, Saskatchewan, you can, uh, you can drink uh, at 14 and uh, you're able to vote <laughs> at four. And I think you can drive at seven. <laughs> because it's straight yeah. lines everywhere. Exactly. So, yeah, and yeah, it's yeah. usually on a tractor. So it's, it's, it's fine. People can see you and you're you not going that fast. Family farm at 12. Yeah. Burning purple, and, purple and, gas. And... <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Oh, these cliches never die, do they? <laughs> no, 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 no. Is there anything you want to ask me about uh, about Jack? Well, I'd love to know how he is because it's, honestly, like it's funny you say that. I, I, I that's, it's kind of one of the things that you hate about the business is when you're around people for so long and then boom, gone, gone. And 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 especially in this COVID world, like we just this is. I mean, it's fascinating to actually be on a quote unquote road trip, but I, I miss constant interaction with players and yeah. media members and coaches and GMs that you normally get at the arena. So I'd love to know how Jack's doing. What do you think? Looks fantastic. And we were, we were given the heads up that he would look fantastic when he finally uh, arrived after his rehab. Uh, but they would have to wait for the, the neck and the bones to fuse around the artificial disc. But if, if he wasn't in the non-contact sweater, you wouldn't know. Mm-hmm. And right. when you look at him in the non-contact sweater, you say, he should be playing, uh, but it's all about timing. And you're three months uh, from the surgery is February 12th, so that's sort of the the time. I know Jack wanted to play uh, this game against the Buffalo Sabers, and he was looking at the Olympics before. But he has been he's been a revelation both for the players. Um, coaches know 
players a, a little bit more. But for those of us that haven't been able to watch him on a nightly basis, like you were able to, uh, his uh-huh. competitiveness and and his speed and his accuracy, and he's just a bigger guy than than a lot of us remember seeing and uh, we can't wait we're chomping at the bit I know he is too but we can't wait yeah. to, to see him do what he did in front of you guys I agree I think there's just you know uh, especially now because there's been such a long wait to, to have him get re-engaged and uh, integrated in the NHL game again um, I, you know it, it, it's one thing to have had him playing at his highest level and let's say you know finishing up the season with a point and a half per game. And then, you know, you go into an off season, the trade happens. It, it didn't work that way. I mean, the Sabres right. went through a completely unexpected after, you know, adding some pieces last year, uh, just a completely, you know, COVID hit and then the wheels fell off and all the rest of it. And then Jack got hurt and, you know, he wasn't producing. It was just like, this is not what Jack Eichel is. And I'm excited for you guys too. I'm excited for the league. I'm excited for Jack. I mean, I, 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 I felt fortunate that, um, you know, on a personal level, I thought, I thought we always had, you know, you, you mentioned, you know, with Krebs, no cliches. I, I, I thought for a guy that, you know, was having to, and clearly took personally the losing side of things. Um, I, I thought he was, I thought he did his, his level best to, to be as honest as he could. And, um, and I, I am never going to be one that takes personally or condemns, you know, someone for, for wearing the emotion of frustration and, and, you know, just being disheartened by losing. Like I look at it and go, geez, I'd be the same way in, 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 in not the exact same way necessarily. I mean, everybody's different. But it's tough. Yeah. It is so tough. And, I mean, look at the Oilers have won, what, four in a row now? And yet, like, two weeks ago, oh, my gosh. Like, you, you, you can't even begin to imagine the whole here-we-go-again cycle yeah. with McDavid and Dreisaitl. Like, it's every time this happens, I go, what would this be like as an individual going through it all again? And... You know, so thankfully for Edmonton, they've got it turned around a bit. And, and, and honestly, like, you, you can't even measure the Sabres stuff right now because there's so many guys that, that won't be here in the future and aren't here now because of injury and illness, and, and you just have to kind of roll with it. But, yeah, I, I, I had a lot of time for Jack, and I'm, I'm really optimistic for, you know, for his future here. I know you got to fly, but what's your favorite part about Jack, if you can condense it, watching him? Oh, uh, well, I think... The best part is how he doesn't look like he's about to be going super fast and then he's past everybody. Like, because his stride is so different than today's player, typically. And I think that will always be a little bit of an element of surprise for a viewer and the people playing against him. There's there's very little not to like. His shot is lethal. Um, and I can only imagine where that would be at now. Um, you know, he likes to call himself a pass first guy too. He's incredibly creative, but I think it, it really does. It starts with the skating for Jack. I mean, I remember his dad telling us years ago, we were just, we were at the practice rink outside of Dallas one day, old, old, old cold barn. And, you know, his dad was on the trip and 
he, he just he could he could put everything about Jack's game into the simplest forms. But the the one takeaway was like everything with Jack starts with the legs, and and I think that's a really fair assessment. You know, you know when he's going because it'll be evident just how quickly he's he's getting past guys, and sometimes it doesn't even look like he's trying. Brilliant. Uh, well done. Uh, love your work, uh, as always, uh, over at MSG with uh, Marty Biron. Where are you guys tonight in case somebody from Western New York wants to pop by, or, or are they allowed to? Was it pre-sold? Ooh, well, that's a, yeah, geez, that's a good question. Uh, I There might be a few tickets left at the door. It's at Hopbrow House. Okay. Um, so, yeah, we get started at 6.30, usually run for good two or three hours and uh, yeah it'll be a blast it, it always is in this town I and mean, we're so thankful to be here so thanks for having me on darren it's great to catch up i'll uh, hook up with you again tomorrow but uh this has been awesome appreciate it say hi to marty and uh and stay safe and uh make sure you have the same uh two shoes when you walk in the door of your hotel tonight okay <laughs> make sure they're matching <laughs> okay thank you i will try <laughs> There's no guarantee that that's going to take place. He works with Marty Biron on MSG, Brian Duff, uh, with uh, to talk about uh, what to expect when Jack Eichel suits up for the Vegas Golden Knights. Won't be against the Buffalo Sabres tomorrow night, much to the chagrin of Ryan Wallace and Chris Chapman, who are so hoping that that would be the case. But the Golden Knights finish off the pre-All-Star portion of the schedule with a home date against the Sabres, and then it's All-Star Weekend. Back at it the Tuesday after All-Star Weekend. So a week from tomorrow, uh, they embark on the Alberta road trip, Edmonton and Calgary, those uh, makeup games from a couple of weeks ago. And then they will play on the 16th, the 18th, and the 20th. And uh, those uh, first two games are Los Angeles and Colorado games uh, that uh, were to be played in and around Christmas. And they're also sliding a game from later in the season uh, against San Jose uh, to the 20th. So that's uh, the busy part of the Vegas Golden Knights during the three weeks that were reserved for the Beijing Olympic Winter Games. The Vegas Golden Knights will instead play five regular season games and uh, play a couple and then have a little bit of time off and then play a couple, have a little bit of time off before getting back at it for the uh, regularly scheduled portion of the back half of the season starting against Arizona, I believe, on the 24th. And they will do so with uh, three contracts in place. Uh, three players have re-upped with the Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, most uh, notable, Braden McNabb, 31-year-old, Gets a three-year extension at 2.8. Awesome for Brayton. Uh, has been incredible this year, playing uh, in every game along with Keegan Colasar. And uh, he gets the extension, and that uh, takes away, I'm sure, uh, a lot of question marks uh, going into uh, the back half of the season about where he will be playing uh, come next year. So uh, it's, uh, it's a good deal. A slight bump on his salary. Uh, again, $2.8 million. He's got a couple of goals this year. He's chipped in offensively. Uh, the other two deals uh, are players that have played their way into the the forefront of uh, hockey operations minds. Michael Amadio, who's picked up off waivers from Toronto, and he had a real whirlwind. It was the L.A., uh, was traded to uh, to Ottawa, and then uh, then signed uh, with Toronto, and all, this is all in the last year, and then picked up off waivers from the Toronto Maple Leafs. And Amadio's are really fit in well, especially lately. Uh, he's found his rhythm uh, with that uh, that line with uh, with Nolan Patrick and and Brett Howden on that fourth line for a little bit. Uh, so he gets uh, a one way deal for a couple of years at just over seven hundred thousand dollars. And Logan Thompson, who is the goaltender of the year in the American Hockey League, gets a, a three year deal at seven sixty six, and that is a full one way deal. 
for Logan Thompson, the Southpaw. And he's uh, played a couple of weeks ago, uh, got that first National Hockey League start against the Nashville Predators. And you got to think that, uh, that he's a big part of the future of this organization. But uh, this uh, right now, he's on a, on a two-way contract, which means you get paid a little bit less in the American Hockey League, usually a lot less in the American Hockey League. And then you get the NHL uh, bucks when you come up. And for the next three years, he's making uh, 766 which is huge and awesome uh, for uh, Logan Thompson. Uh, so three big announcements yesterday on that day off as the team came back from the 2-1-1 road trip for the Vegas Golden Knights and Braden McNabb. Uh, one of the original misfits uh, has that three-year contract extension. Other news to tell you about, updated protocols for the National Hockey League and the NHLPA which will go into effect after the All-Star Game. And uh, the festivities here in Las Vegas will tell you about that and more as we continue. News and notes, so one-timers coming up next uh, after the break on the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Law. One-timers brought to you by Paul Powell Law. More lawyer, less fee. Darren Millard and Kira. Working with you today on the VGK Insider Show. All right, ready to run through the National Hockey League? All the news and notes, updates? So ready. Okay, we're going to start with just sort of a refresher. Uh, the All-Star Skills Competition events were announced today. And we want to make sure everybody knows what's happening here. Because a couple of new events uh, have been added, one's been brought back. The two new events that have been added are the Discovery NHL Fountain Face-Off. And that's where players are going to stand on pods or lily pads in the middle of the Bellagio Fountains, and they're going to skip pucks or saucer pucks over to uh, other islands in and around the Bellagio Fountains. I like that a lot. It's kind of like a... Yeah, it's like uh, the games you play in school. You, like, try to jump on the tiles. Yeah, Yeah. good point. Yeah. So I, I wonder if any players will fall in. How deep is that fountain? Three feet? I don't know, but the water's not great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, that, that could uh, be testing for other stuff. Like, yeah. Been, but uh, that'll be cool with the fountains going off and, and shooting it's pucks look in and around. Great. Yeah, yeah. That, uh, that's actually going to be uh, at the Bellagio Fountain. And then right on the strip, they're going to shut down the strip for a little bit. Uh, on Thursday night, they're going to package uh, this stuff for television. And they're going to play NHL 21 in 22. And that is blackjack. And they have this big stack of 52 cards. And players are going to shoot pucks at these cards and try to f- make the ultimate blackjack hand with 21. But uh, See, if, I'm excited for this. And there's multiple rounds there. So it's, it's, it's going to be really cool. I think five players participate in that. I love that. I'm excited for that. That's going to be epic. Really cool. And yeah. the winners of each skills competition, 30 grand. Are you kidding? Yeah. 30 grand. That's awesome. Play blackjack, 30 grand. <laughs> uh, the other events, uh, Verizon NHL Fastest Skater. We'll see what Connor McDavid can do nice. there. The NHL Hardest Shot Competition. The Breakaway Challenge, which is uh, cool. And that's where players get to dress things up and create their own little uh, twist on things. The Accuracy Shooting, which is the traditional targets uh, that they'll have. Derek Englund's going to participate in that as a passer. He's going to be on the ice, and I don't know whether I'm supposed to say that or not, but 
too late. Uh, Derek England's going to be out there <laughs> no. uh, passing pucks. And the save streak, which is for the goaltenders who will try to put together the longest uh, save streak uh, as they participate that. Uh, it's a showdown, a uh, shootout uh, type situation. So that's that's what's going to happen Friday night for the skills competition. And they're going to roll in the two tape segments uh, from Thursday from the Bellagio Fountain and uh, on the Las Vegas Strip. Imagine the... The Las Vegas Strip shut down for a hockey event. Oh, it's going to be so insane. Yeah, it's going to It's going to be great. And you've got the uh, the Shrine uh, Bowl uh, the on, on Thursday, the Skills Competition Friday, uh, All-Star Game on Saturday, and then the Pro Bowl on Sunday. So it's an amazing weekend uh, in the city of Las Vegas. I uh, want to tell you about a couple of other things. The NHL and NHLPA have updated their COVID protocol. And there's uh, they're basically going back to the way it was at the start of the year. Now they they really tightened things down when when the Omicron came through, and uh, had to make the the adjustments. So they're they're kind of going back to uh, less stringent uh, requirements for everybody. But one of the big changes is the removal of the requirement to test daily. So for fully vaccinated individuals, if you're uh, asymptomatic. You don't have to test daily. So that is going to be huge. A lot of these uh, players that have been asymptomatic but have tested positive and been uh, not allowed to play the games, that will continue. They And just uh, allows players and athletes to participate more when they when they feel fine. So that's, that's really good. A removal of uh, requirement to test close contacts. Updated requirements for uh, entering a family spaces. So I, I think that's going to be a, a little bit uh, more relaxed uh, from the sounds of it. So that's, uh, that's going to be great uh, for uh, the players and the athletes. And it should mean more availability for all of the, the players in and around the National Hockey League. Uh, Buffalo Sabres are going through this right now. Uh, Brian Duff talked about it. They've got 30-plus players on this road trip because they've been hit with false positive and had to make sure that they had enough players uh, in and around and available uh, to play. And uh, one thing they do recommend, the National Hockey League and the NHLPA, is a booster. Do you have your booster? I do. It's kind of a private question, actually. You know, in the whole thing, like health is health and I probably shouldn't have asked that. I apologize. But no, it's our last show working together. So I can, do big, I can basically do whatever I want. Well, not only that, but you didn't know. So right. you can ask. Yeah, I'm boosted. Uh, Nazan Kadri of the Colorado Avalanche, uh, one of the three stars today, along with goaltender Frederick Anderson. We saw that from a Vegas Golden Knights standpoint, how good he was against the Golden Knights last week, one of his three victories. And Johnny Goudreau, also one of the three stars uh, from the Calgary Flames. He scored a couple of goals, had a big week as the Calgary Flames have turned things around. Interesting, both Calgary and Edmonton are back in the winning track and uh, putting some heat on teams in the Pacific Division. They have games in hand. Vegas is still first, Anaheim second, but uh, look out for Calgary and Edmonton as they try to make up these games in hand uh, with winning games. Uh, Vegas plays five games during the uh what was reserved for the Beijing Olympics, Edmonton and Calgary are going to be much busier. So that could affect them on the back half of the season. Some sad news to, to pass along. Uh, Mike Nikoluk is uh, the uh, first ever NHL assistant coach. That was back in the early 70s with the Philadelphia Flyers and Freddie Shiro. And uh, he helped the Philadelphia Flyers win a couple of Stanley Cups. The first NHL assistant coach happened in 1972. I always thought, Hockey had assistant coaches, but up until 1972, it was just one coach on the bench. Oh, 
Now, I never even thought about that. Yeah, now there's, uh, like, think about the Vegas Golden Knights. There's Ryan yeah. McGill, uh, Steve Spott, uh, Ryan Craig out there, uh, yeah. Misha Donskov, uh, the goaltending uh, coach, Mike Rosati, all helping out Pete yeah. DeBoer, but Mike Nikolic, uh passing away at the age of 87, uh, oh. also coached the Toronto Maple Leafs uh, for a time. So uh, one of the great, cool guys. Uh, always happy, always, like, he's just, just a nice guy. Aww. I always th- thought of him as sort of my uncle. Uh, uh, around. So uh, condolences go out uh, on that front. But 1972, yeah. you think about it, uh, the first time that the National Hockey League had assistant coaches. Uh, Minnesota Wild, Matt Boldy has been uh, recalled uh, and he's just fit in like a glove with the Minnesota Wild to the point that uh, that he's chasing some history with the Minnesota Wild. The uh, Wild uh, now have, uh, with him in the lineup, an 8-0-1 record which is pretty cool. And the 20-year-old has four goals and five assists in his first nine games. And that ties Ryan Donato for the most after nine games, most points. So he's contributed, and they've told him, find a place to live. Well, they probably said, we'll help you find a place to live. They didn't tell the 20-year-old, hey, <laughs> go go grab a, a two-room apartment or something like that. But uh, they're gonna, they told him to, that he's on the team for the rest of the year, away you go. And uh, he's played with uh, Freddie Goodrow. And Kevin Fiala on uh, on that uh, second slash third line with the with the Minnesota Wild, twenty years old, got to go and find his own place to live. Wow. Well, you're not that much older. I'm I'm twenty three, but I didn't start living on my own until I was twenty two. Twenty two, so a year ago. Yeah. See <laughs> the math I did there. Congratulations. That was, that was pretty I'm good. I'm so proud of you. And you, you, you're moving halfway across the country, which we'll get into in the next segment yeah. uh, because this is our last show it is. Uh, together, uh, Kira and Darren, on the VGK Insider Show. Toronto Maple Leafs' Jake Muzzin will not play in the next couple of games because he continues to recover from a concussion. That's a big uh, loss for him. He lots, uh, has a lot of sandpaper to their lineup. And he's uh, taken a, apparently uh, a bit of a step back. And but with the break coming up, they're just going to completely shut him down and let him recover, which is always uh, great when you're dealing with concussion. Take the uh, most cautious approach. Uh, Pittsburgh Penguins. Stanton Heinen is out. Uh, he's day to day. He suffered uh, an upper body injury in warmup before the Kings uh, game. Ooh, I watch pregame warmup because I'm trying to get the lines and see who's in, who's out, yeah. especially during this COVID era. Right. And you're never really sure if what you think the lineup is going to be is going to show up on the ice. Mm-hmm. So I keep track of the uh, the pregame warm-up. I am convinced that every National Hockey League player could go out and play without what we call their pregame warm-up. Because not a lot happens out there. It's fun for the fans. It's amazing uh, for the spectators to get down low. But there's not a lot of intensity out there. There's a lot of picture-taking, a lot of flipping pucks over the glass. There's well, a lot is of... it more for the hype then, to build I up think the so. hype? I think so. So, I mean, if you didn't have it, though, you wouldn't have all that hype, and maybe they would perform differently. Maybe. But then they go off, and they're, they're off the ice for 25 minutes. Yeah. Well, the Zamboni does they hype thing each other up in the, in the, <laughs> in the tunnel. Room. Yeah. yeah. So they're double hyped. Yeah, exactly. Go. I just, I, I watch and go, like, some batting practice is a good example uh, because they do it, like, four hours before the game. 
So they're not really carrying over anything from that uh, to to the baseball game. So oh, I didn't think it was. I don't know. I knew they did warm up. I didn't realize it was four hours before. I might be making that up a little bit. Might <laughs> might be two and a half hours before the game. Me lies. <laughs> it's it's been it's, it's been a while <laughs> since I've attended a major league baseball uh, game or covered major league baseball. Uh, assistant coach uh, Elaine Nazardine uh, coached the New Jersey Devils uh, against the Toronto Maple Leafs on Monday. He was uh, coaching in place of Lindy Ruff, uh, so he's coaching the Maple Leafs tonight. Uh, Lindy's going to miss the next two games after his father, sadly, uh, passed away uh, at the age of 88. So uh, that uh, we send uh, condolences. And Derek Broussard could return when the Flyers play their game after the break uh, against uh, the Detroit Red Wings. Uh, the Philadelphia Flyers uh, really need him back in the lineup. They'd uh, gone on a real stinker of a streak and finally won a game the other night, but uh, they've missed Eric Broussard for the last 11 games, and that has hurt their productivity uh, big time. So that's uh, one-timers. I'm not sure that there's anything else uh, other than the fact that, uh, oh, tomorrow night's game. This is a TV thing. I hate doing this on on Fox Sports Las Vegas because everybody listens to Dan and Gary and Ryan, uh, right now Doug, uh, mm-hmm. on, the, on the, the radio show on the VGK Radio Network and Fox Sports Las Vegas. But the TV side tomorrow night will not be on AT&T Sportsnet. It was a national game, and it will be carried by ESPN+. Plus. Gotcha. So you need that subscription. Make sure that you're prepared. We went through this a couple of times earlier, and it's been a real run uh, from on the AT&T side of things. But tomorrow is going to be a national game on AT, uh, ESPN+. Plus. So gotcha. you're forewarned. Uh, those are your one-timers brought to you by Paul Powell Law. More lawyer, less fee. We'll catch up with Kira next on the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas. You may have noticed that there was no game rating on today's program. For our loyal listeners, waiting for Aaron for that. Oh, we're going to push that back to tomorrow when I'm hoping that Ryan Wallace is in and we can do that uh, off the road trip and uh, and give it uh, a little bit more time to marinate. A couple of other notes to tell you about. Carrie Price spoke to the media yesterday. First time that we've heard from Carrie Price since he went into the player assistance uh, uh, program and uh, is back uh, recovering from uh, a knee injury. And he said he's hopeful... To play this year, that's his objective, is to play this season. But he suffered a setback in the rehabilitation of that injury. He's going to start skating and in full gear and uh, dialing it up a little bit. But uh, Carey Price, uh, who, yeah, uh, big part of that Montreal Canadiens franchise, uh, the face of that franchise, is uh, really optimistic that he can get back on the ice at some point before this season ends. Hasn't played a game this year. And uh, All-Star Game uh, news, we've got uh, some changes. And this is the week where some there's going to be some moving parts, and uh, we'll see whether or not uh, it, it impacts the Pacific Division. But uh, a couple of players are out, and so there's uh, some slotted-in uh, names on the Central Division side. Roman Yossi will replace Nathan McKinnon, who's out with the concussion. And Evgeny Kuznetsov of the Washington Capitals will replace uh, Fox, uh, Adam Fox from the New York Rangers. So a couple of adjustments on that side going into the All-Star Game. The skills competition Friday, the game itself, the three-on-three tournament on Saturday at noon. That'll be on ABC. First time that ABC is going to jump into the hockey uh, side of it uh, on, on Saturday afternoon with the All-Star Game. And the fanfare Thursday through Sunday over at the uh, West Hall, the convention center. Are you going to check it out? I here's... really want to go. Yeah? I really think I'm going to go on Thursday. What's, what's Here's Kira Kathleen. 
Hi. On, on, on the on the Instagram and How's all that kind of stuff. Good. How are you? I am doing fantastic. You got through this today. What's what interests you? Uh, we'll finish off in the hockey, then we'll get into the the important stuff. Life. Uh, what interests you the most about fanfare? Um, it, it's okay. So here's the thing. I I became a fan a, a couple years ago, like diehard fan. I was I've always been a VGK fan from the start, but really diehard, getting into the players, the whole like details of the game, mm-hmm. all of that a couple years ago, and. It's one of those things that you get addicted to and to be around other fans who are the exact same way, who have been a fan since the beginning, who have been a fan, you know, however long it's like infectious. It's infectious. Yes, exactly. It's addicting. It's infectious. It's just it's something that especially with uh, NHL All-Stars being here in Vegas, I think for the first time. Right. Yep. So, I mean, with that, it's like this big thing. It's going to be so full of like love and and hockey love and, and player legends. love and legends. Like Paul Coffey's going to be there. Mark Messier's going to be over there. Rick Talk is going to be over there. It's, it's going to be tons just, of guys. Yeah, it's the it's the biggest fan fest. Legitimately, mm-hmm. it's the biggest fan gathering that there is, and it's just exciting. The mascots have this weekend long competition, and one of them is uh, dress up, like a fashion show. Is it dress up like they put on dresses and stuff? And it's dress, yeah, yeah. So Ooh. imagine <laughs> chance. What chance is going to do to spice things up? That's for, so cute for dress up and all, all the all the mascots who are already like there's somebody inside those costumes, right? right. Uh, for those that that weren't aware, but they're going to uh, they have to they have to dress it up a little bit. So chance or Carlton the bear or gritty. Uh, we'll have to take things up a notch. That'll be kind of cool too. I, I, think I that's love my cute. I love mascots. Me too. I can't I, get enough of mascots. So I honestly, in the beginning, I was like, yeah, no, like they're, that's cool. Like, you know, they represent the team. But now I'm like, oh my gosh, they're awesome. Like the hype that Chance gives and like what they all do. It's so cute. And some of them are really athletic. Yeah. And some of them can just. Look, backflips like, on the ice. And then you got Gritty who just like. <laughs> I love Gritty. <laughs> bumps his belly around. And all I love that. Gritty. Or Yuppie or uh, some of them. But not, not every team has a mascot though. Really? Yeah. What team doesn't have a mascot? I knew you were going to ask that as soon as I said it. And I, off the top of my head, I have to come up with it. The Rangers, I don't think, have a mascot. Who would who would be their mascot? How would you do that? It, uh, I don't know who would. Well, the Rangers with the, with that name, like is it a cowboy kind of thing? But then that doesn't Maybe. really fit with Manhattan or what would you do know. with the New York Rangers? I was thinking like Forest Ranger. Oh, well, no. I don't think so, but like... You're in the middle of a concrete jungle outside of Central Park. but like what? But that's one. But a ranger. Mm -hmm. Like, that's what I think of when I think of ranger. Montreal Canadiens mascot came over from the Montreal Expos. When the Expos left, they brought in Yuppie as the the mascot over there. But uh, I think the rangers might be the only one, only team that doesn't have a a mascot. And the league doesn't have a mascot. I think the league should have a mascot, too. What would be the league mascot? Peter Puck. Oh, something like that. that's the old cute. cartoon. There's like an that. old cartoon. Peter Puck, Brian McFarlane had it. So you're, yeah, yeah. you're, this is your last show. It is my last show. We've got a, just over a minute here. We do. I, it is my last show. Where are you going? I am moving to Pennsylvania. Where? For a morning show. Allentown, Pennsylvania for a country morning show. I'm going to be a co-host over there. You're I, I'm talking to Brian Duff. Like nobody's really from here, but you are. I am. I'm born and, and raised here. And you're leaving. 
I this am. This goes against everything Vegas. I, you know what? It's funny because it's so transient and it's so rare to see somebody who's born and raised here. But I am, and I love it with all of my heart. Um, but I am. I'm moving for the first time, like a big move for the first time. You're going to co-host a country. country music, yeah, morning show. Yeah. What's it called? It's called Cat Country '96. And what's the morning show going to be called? Uh, I. Do you- we don't. We're rebranding, so it, oh, it could be a, a whole bunch of stuff. A oh, whole so bunch of stuff. You've named it. You just can't tell me because it's not out of the. In case somebody's listening and this goes viral. No, we legitimately the, have not branded it yet. Cat Country. But it's yeah the 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 show the actual station is. We're gonna miss you. Cat Country. I'm gonna miss you. Okay. Just uh, when you make it big and you're like at the ACMs and you're giving out awards, think of us, okay? Okay, but you can't don't, forget me either. Don't don't forget about. The little people back here in little, Las Vegas. Little people. Parting our faces we off. We have 10 seconds here, <laughs> and you're making me sound bigger than I am. Love you. I love you. Mm.